Hi, everyone. You're listening to Candidly Laura, a daily podcast for adventure seekers and personal development junkies. Laura is a digital nomad who always tells it like she sees it. She loves talking about travel, entrepreneurship, dogs, and more. Take it away, Laura. Good day to you. I hope you're having a wonderful day, weekend, morning, night, whatever time it is, day it is you're listening to this. So um, a long time ago, I started by like giving random facts and then sometimes I remember and sometimes I forget, but this one has been rolling around in my brain since I learned it on Friday night and I just feel like everyone should know. (laughs) So um, when you think about when the QR code would have been invented, what year would you give that to? Like, I, so I thought about this, it was in a conversation uh, and we both made guesses and we were both dramatically wrong. And I don't know, every time I learn something like this, that's like a, a little tidbit, a little history, a little fact, it reminds me that like I have truly no concept of sometimes how long something becomes popular. And this particular thing didn't become popular for just about 20 years. (laughs) It wasn't in the mainstream. QR codes was not in the mainstream until about 20 years after it was invented. So um, uh, that gave you probably a little more information. So QR codes were invented in 1994. And when I tell you, my friends, that my whole face gasped, uh, it was phenomenal. Because I was like, well, probably like late 2008, 2010, like definitely at least like 10 or 15 years after computers were like more readily available. So 1994, a Japanese engineer invented the QR code to help manage the individual parts in an assembly line for his automobiles. So there's your tidbit. Please share it with all of your friends. And it's a fun little game to play. It's just to get people to guess when a the QR code was invented. So random fact. All right, so I'm gonna talk about something that I started doing two weeks ago. And kind of how I came to this decision, what I'm going to um, hopefully get out of it, what I'm going to share with you. And and then also just do a little education because there are things that I didn't know. So I am two weeks into working with my friend, Grace, who is a registered dietitian. And she's also a beauty counter um, cohort. She's on another team and we um, became good friends with, uh, there's a a little group of us, we talk pretty often about our businesses and it's a lot of fun. It's just more fun to do this business with other business people, you know? Anyway, so she has a private dietitian practice and she was coming up with this new program that's a six month program and it's called All In and it's weekly meetings as well as education and tracking your food and talking about lifestyle changes, et cetera, et cetera. And so first and foremost, I had met with her just about a year ago before starting this, because I just, I was starting to really think about my relationship to food versus how it makes my body feel. 
And I was still in some denial about my wackadoodle autoimmune disease. So I said, um, it was episode 17 that I told you more about my weirdo autoimmune disease. And I, um, when I found out about it and I went into the allergist and I got the list of foods that I probably should be a little more aware of. And then I got the list of foods that I'm highly reactive to. And I just kind of ignored a couple of them. (laughs) I'll be very honest because the list is extensive and it makes eating hard. And if I wasn't dying, I was like, well, it's probably fine. But what what that has meant is I have been just ignoring some symptoms and some feelings uh, in my body, which has not served me well. And it's also meant that I now have some foods that I've eaten, you know, for the last couple of years that I'm not really supposed to have very much of. And now my sensitivity, sensitivity to them are higher. And one of those to both of them are really helpful <laughs> to have, to be able to have sometimes, and that's peanut butter and corn. So those two have now reached a higher sensitivity for me. And that's unfortunate. And sad. Okay. So one of the things that I learned last year when I first started talking to Grace was that the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian, and similar to what you might think, I had no idea that there was really that much of a difference. And it turns out, why, well, yes, there is. So a nutritionist has probably taken like an online certification course, like the nutritionist, no offense if you're a nutritionist or a life coach, but you just like take one course, it might be eight hours. And then you have this piece of paper that says, I'm a life coach, right? So you probably did learn some things along the way, but it's not anywhere, like nowhere near as in depth as becoming a dietitian. Becoming a dietitian is getting a master's or a bachelor's degree. It's it's completing a dietetic internship. It's taking the exam. It's obtaining a state license and it's maintaining a state license. So it's a very in-depth, the same way that psychologists are, therapists are. So it is in the realm of you have to have a whole bunch of education about how the body works and how food works, et cetera, et cetera, many different ailments, all of those things. So it's a big old health knowledge base that they have in order to be able to practice. And that was, you know, that's very comforting as well, because I know that Grace has created this program and is how she works with her clients is with a lot of knowledge. And it's not just a nutritionist who also happens to work for a supplement company who's just going to want to try to sell you a couple products, right? Not saying that supplements might help your life, right? That's not what I'm saying. Hopefully that was clear. Okay. So some of the things that I wanted to get out of working with Grace and getting more specific about um, a commitment to my health and my well-being and my relationship to food. Um, I love food, but I love the food that I'm not supposed to have. <laughs> I did confess um, to Grace last week that 
I was probably going to talk to her for the next six months about pizza, chicken wings, and nachos, because those are some of my favorite things. Um, so part of it is working on my relationship with food, specifically with the things I'm not supposed to be eating anymore and cutting out the things I'm most allergic to. We just need to have a moment of silence for potatoes because goodness gracious, I'm so sad. It is um, it is honestly just something that I've been ignoring and I've been eating potato chips like they're my job because I love potato chips. So now I'm just eating sweet potato chips, which they're just not as good as the super fun Canadian flavored potato chips. Anyway, so some of my hopes for the program are to get more consistent with when and what I'm eating to find creative solutions for not eating the things that I'm not supposed to have. So even though I can't have pizza, can I figure out a way to have, you know, a vegan (laughs) wheat-free, corn-free, (laughs) potato-free pizza? And I don't know that I can, but we're going to try. We're going to get creative. So finding variety of foods that I can have that I really enjoy and I, it's like a big old experiment problem solving, right? It's like I, somebody just handed me a Rubik's cube and I have to figure out how to get all the pieces and parts to put together. So weight loss is not a high priority for me. It really never has been, but I will say, I can't imagine if I get more consistent with my nutrition and what I'm eating and how I'm eating and that I'm eating the things that my body actually wants, that that won't also be part of it. But most of what I'm looking to do is just feel better. I've had several sort of underlying things that I've just been ignoring (laughs) that um, come along with this autoimmune disease. And even two weeks of just being more conscientious about not eating those foods, my throat already feels much better and I'm already way less bloated than I was before. So I'm also really excited that it's a six month program. So if you think about it and it's 24 weeks to make a goal, to see how you do at that goal, to get a little bit better. And it's having accountability, both in tracking and seeing what my, um, what nutrients I'm getting and what like the sort of pie chart of my fat, protein, and carbs is, um, it's just, it's data, right? And it's data that's going to help me figure out how to feel the best that I can. Um, One of the things that Grace said in our first talk is part of the reason why she chose the six-month program is because she has seen a bunch of times where clients really start to feel good and are seeing the success that they were looking for and starting to be intentional about their nutrition after three months. And then it gives you another three months to really maintain and get consistent and, and find a way to create those as long lasting habits. So I'm very excited about that. And so part of, for me, part of the decision to do this is also like, I do have the time right now and the energy and the space to really figure out how to feel the best that I can. And I've had lots of peaks and valleys and um, 
what are those called? Plateaus with figuring out how to manage my energy, especially being someone now that's working at a desk and has a sort of nine to five kind of ish job. Um, there's just like many a day where by three o'clock, I feel like I'm going to eat my arm off. And a lot of times I'm not eating enough and then I'm eating too much because I've waited too long, or then I'm just sort of, um, haphazardly grabbing whatever's fastest, because if I don't get something in my stomach, I'm going to murder myself. That's not true. So six months, I am hopeful will then turn into another six months of being intentional about what I eat and how I feel. And what I really like about what Grace has put together is it's not just nutrition. It's also sort of all encompassing with your activity, with your water, with your mindset, with mindfulness, with meditation. Um, And so it's an entire, because she's also a lifestyle guru, like, um, it's incorporating all of those things, your water intake. So it really is taking a six month snapshot of how do you feel? How can we help you feel better? How can we help change your habits towards ways that will nourish you? So if you haven't spent this amount of time thinking about your health, or if you just have some questions, um, she's a great resource. She's a blog. And then you don't have to do a six month program. She also has the ability to do some other consultations. Um, and she also has, she's certified to do some different testing as well. So if you are, you know, looking to, um, to take a look at your, um, food sensitivity, she has a bundle for that. She also has a hormone test and a micronutrient test. So, um, her website is wellbeingwithgrace.com. I will put her Instagram as well as her website in my show notes. And I, if you're interested in doing the six-month program, I'm only two weeks ahead of you. And I would love some partners to do it with me because I think it is um, all health and wellness items. I think it doesn't hurt to have a bunch of people in your corner doing it and talking about it and thinking about it too. All right. So one of the things I wanted to leave you with is this idea that Brenda Bouchard posited in one of the talks that I saw him do live. He is a motivational habit guy. His life has been spent studying um, high performance people and teams. And he's really clear in his message that if you haven't spent a year focusing on your health, now is the time. And I can't think of a better time than now to start thinking about it. Cause I think too often we live with aches and pains and digestive issues far longer than we should. Um, and that focusing on your well-being and your health, whether that's mental or physical or nutritional or any sense of the those words, those things, (laughs) it's just really well worth the time. And I know that I am past the time when I quote unquote should have, but I'm really happy to be doing it now. And I'm excited to see what I learn. And I, of course, will keep telling you what I've learned. So those are some of the things I'm looking forward to working with Grace in the next six months. And I will give you more information as it comes along. All right. Bye y'all.